My name is Georgiana. I am CEO and founder of BeagleCat, and soon you will be listening to Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. In this podcast, I regularly talk to employer branding managers, talent acquisition managers, and human resources managers in tech companies in Germany, Romania, and the US. For more content on employer branding-related themes, go to employerbranding.tech or beaglecat.com. Stay tuned! Hello, everyone. Another episode of Employer Branding, the Inside podcast. And as you all know, this season is focused on Germany. And although my guest today is not located in Germany currently, she has worked for a very German company. Um, Allianz is the name of the company. And my guest's name is Flavia Balabene. I hope I pronounced your name correctly, Flavia. Thank you so much for accepting to talk to me today. Welcome, and please just take a few seconds to introduce yourself. Of course, my pleasure. Uh, so um, as you listen to me speaking, uh, uh, you might detect a hint of an Italian accent in my voice. Um, that's because I hail from Rome, Italy, uh, where I spent my early years. Uh, so again, uh, at my homeland rich culture and traditions. Um, then as I embarked my professional journey, um, I started out in sales. Uh, that was my first role. Uh, from there, I moved uh, on to paid advertising uh, the, uh, in the uh, world of digital marketing and exploring uh, new ways to reach customers. And then as my experience grew, I uh, went to international uh, marketing. I took this role in international marketing manager, and this allowed me to work with a diverse range of end-to-end marketing projects uh, online and offline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't until I joined Apple uh, that I truly find my niche. Uh, it was there that I discovered my passion for employer branding, uh, which I kept uh, working uh, then uh, around Stud. And then, at, as you say, at Allianz Technology as an employer branding and social media manager. Um, during these years, also live in four different countries. So you say correctly. So apart from Italy, uh, I then uh, live in Spain, London in UK, uh, Munich in Germany, and now I'm based uh, in Los Angeles. So. As I looking back on my journey, uh, my path has been a, a winding one full of twists and turns, but um, I wouldn't have it um, in uh, any other way. Step of the way, I've got the valuable experience that today is fundamental for my work in uh, employee branding. Super. Well, I'm looking forward to you sharing some of that experience with us today. And um, without going into company specifics, meaning company names, let's say, are there projects mm-hmm. you are very, very proud of? in your professional past, either at Apple or at Allianz, projects that you feel have have brought, have enriched your expertise as an employer branding manager or projects in which you feel you've contributed a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's hard to say because been uh, managing several projects uh, from EVP campaigns, uh, onboarding, mm-hmm. uh, career website, you name it. Uh, but uh, one of the projects I um, always mention uh, was a campaign mm-hmm. that I'm most proud of is a recruiting marketing one across EMEA. 
uh, for roles that were covering the 80% of the revenue generation of the company. Uh, so as you may imagine, uh, there was a lot of pressure from the business from a time perspective and return of investment one. Um, we started uh, the setup of the campaigns by running several internal interviews with internal talents, uh, talent acquisition team across EMEA. Uh, we did a lot of external research to understand the talent pool, uh, had a conversation with the business leaders in order to make sure that we had enough data, insights mm -hmm. and valuable inputs to understand our talent segments, pain points. Um, and considering that we were operating across EMEA, even though the role was the same, uh, the talent persona across the countries were completely different. So it uh, added a layer of complexity, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, we then translated this data into credit briefs and targeted settings to make sure that the campaigns were resonating as is best with the target audience uh, and uh, uh, was actually shown to the right talents as well. And so to keep it short and sweet, at the end, the campaign generated qualified candidates rate improvement by 29% without decrease to, of course, time to fill and uh, also in the cost per hour. So with a pretty chaotic one, uh, a lot of pressure. Uh, we didn't have so much time to do that, but at the end it was really rewarding. And uh, in terms of results, uh, it was great because we understood we supported business in the right way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now as you look back to this project or maybe to other projects as well, are there any particular mm -hmm. approaches or strategies that you feel could be beneficial to some of our listeners? Yeah, so when it comes to, I would say in general for employer branding, so it's not just a matter of campaigns. I think the the, the, the important thing, first of all, when jumping in on new projects is to understand our company uh, culture, values, our talent segments, uh, competition, uh, pain points. Uh, because it's when we understand who we are and the context in which we operate, no matter the project we are doing, is that then when we are able to do implementation and activities that make sense. Um, so, as I say, the, the research is fundamental and uh, the reason why I say that is because many times we tend to rush into the implementation uh, right. phase directly mm -hmm. and, and it's pretty also understandable because many times the employee branding function is a, a one-man show role. Um, and then mm -hmm. after you have a solid strategy that can be the EVP or social media strategy as well, then you have a strong foundation for your employee branding efforts and then within the implementation then uh, you can build an online really strong online presence social media presence career website job boards review site etc but first of all you need to make sure that your strategy is strong enough Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is something that uh, <laughs> i could also not stress enough because most of the people we um, we work with most of our clients they want to rush directly into business usually and um, indeed it's important to know who you're preparing the campaign for because that can make it or break it in the end exactly because then also the values the key message uh, they, they must resonate within the organization and also externally but in order to do that you need to do a little bit of research to really understand the context 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Flavia, there's one topic that's been bothering me since, well, you know, the, mm-hmm. the pandemic and since uh, most companies that we work with that I know here in Germany and in, in Romania have uh, adopted the, the hybrid um, work structure. I'm wondering how is employer branding helping these companies um, and people working remotely? How does remote work happen when we talk about companies as big as Apple, for example, or Allianz? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, as you said, in the last year, we we learned pretty well how much importance mm-hmm. to uh, stay connected, even in, in the uh, in the hybrid uh, uh, way of working. So I think one of the most important thing is to foster a strong company culture. So be able to build a culture of collaboration, mm-hmm. trust and open, communi- uh, open communication, um, especially, for example, for the new joiners. So if you think about it, many people join organizations during uh, COVID time uh, and they were not able to see um, colleagues face to face in the office or taking a couple uh, of coffee. So. Um, is important to you also making sure that this strong company uh, culture um, it's built even though we are working from home, for example. And so um, it's important that employee keep feeling supported, comfortable connecting with each other. Uh, because yes, for example, joining a new company can be amazing, but it's also a pretty challenging moment for a person. So it's important that uh, the, the organization is still present. Um, mm-hmm. And then another important part is um, encourage, for example, virtual team building activities. So mm-hmm. such as um, virtual happy hours or coffee breaks uh, can help employees feel more connected and f- build relationship with their colleagues. Um, and now that the ways of working are changed, as, as you said, we also needed to consider putting in discussion the activities that we developed already time ago like for example if you have recurring events you may want to consider restructuring them in order also to include networking activities or team building ones to keep alive the sense of connection relationship and communication and um one more thing which i think is somewhat it's somewhat is definitely related to um to employer branding but not much taken into account um, by HR and marketing in general is social media or social media marketing, if you'd like, and how it is integrated Mm -hmm. to the entire employer brand. And I'm wondering, are there any secrets to using it properly and to to making um, an employer brand look and sound unique on social media? Mm Yeah, as you said, social media is fundamental. Um, it's fundamental and also uh, another key part is the authenticity. Um, it's fundamental because nowadays transparency and authenticity is critical uh, because trust can be lost so easily, especially when talking about uh, corporate social responsibility matters, for example. So if from an employee branding perspective, uh, uh, if you want to use social media, <clears throat> and actually you must, you also need to make sure that you are authentic and transparent at the same time. Because sometimes we may tend only to celebrate success 
and uh, um, um, I will say auto celebrative and make uh, sure that the candidates or employees see the company as perfect as possible. But I think this is not the best strategy to use. Um, what I notice is that the audience appreciate more the transparency in, noti- in noticing the step forward that a company is doing regarding a matter mm-hmm. rather than listening that everything is perfect, but it's not. Um, one huge example is diversity and inclusion. Uh, many times you may see online that numbers are perfect, companies winning diversity and inclusion awards. Uh, but as we know, we might be pretty far from the uh, solution of these matters. And so it would be ideal to communicate clearly not only the achievement, but also the future ap- uh, efforts that the, uh, that the company will be doing uh, moving to move the needle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important that um, when landing on social media, you make sure that the content that you're producing corresponds to the reality and is not inflated. Um, you want to showcase also employee stories. You want to give a face of your company, human face. Um, but also at the same time, probably give to employees the freedom and the chance to share the experience with their own words. To make sure that this human and this authentic uh, communication is even more live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking a little bit of, of predictions for recruitment and employer branding in 2023, in Western Europe and in the US, there was a huge hiring freeze. Of course, you know about it. Um, I'm yeah. wondering at the moment, what does employer branding do? Does it focus on engagement, on retention? more than it used to before? Or is it preparing the ground, so to say, for what's about to come? What is your take on this? Mm -hmm. Good question. Um, I believe it's a balance between uh, short-term goals and long-term ones. So Mm -hmm. um, even though, for example, at the moment we may have projects, uh, be more focused on project on retention, because we don't have so many hires, we also need to consider that for the nature of branding, uh, um, you, you will be able to see the results in the long term, especially when it comes to the reputation and awareness. Uh, so it's important that even though the recruiting efforts are not a big one in this period, uh, we also need to keep in mind the long term vision, because then also the fact that sooner after the recruiting efforts will resume. So. In my perspective, it is important to keep working on the talent attraction side as well. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when we say someone is an employer branding manager, um, we say or we understand in a way that their main role is to manage the company's employee employer reputation or to manage the happiness in a way of, of the employees. But I'm wondering, what made you, as an employer branding manager, happy in the companies that you worked for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, in general, apart from uh, competitive salary benefits, uh, learning and development opportunities, uh, uh, it's fundamental uh, um, to be in a positive and supporting work environment. And employees realize that when they work for a company, they naturally care. This is the difference that makes the difference. And we can go back to what we were saying before. So it's fundamental to create a culture that is based on appreciation, open communication, trust and support. Um, 
and is more impactful than, than any impressive and super creative campaign that you may produce. So this is a fundamental, it's fundamental for the whole organization, uh, even for when working for employer branding. Employer branding at the end, uh, I think it's um, um, is a function uh, that probably notice and leave these, uh, uh, this cultural aspect uh, mm -hmm. even more because we notice that we work from them. So we, we quickly understand how much the company care. But again, this is, I think this is the, this is the most important thing before any activities, before any campaign, before anything fancy, really spends time to create a culture based on uh, trust, appreciation, open communication, because this is going to be the real difference. I think so too. And you know what, Flavia, if at the moment companies are, um, are being a little nasty, if I may say so, because they know that, uh, a lot of people are on the benches and they take advantage of it, at least here in, in Germany, um, salaries are being lowered or are not being increased. And, um, yeah, you know, in general companies take advantage of, of people being, uh, um, willing to take whatever they get. I'm wondering maybe in the future we can we can talk more about changes in the workplace and about real work-life balance and um, understanding how important it is to thrive both at work and in, in the personal life. And so just to sum up, my question is maybe a little bit of a general one because I don't know many people who have done employer branding in uh, both Europe and in the States. So I'm, I'm curious what your take is on this topic. Are we close to getting work-life balance all around the world in, in companies in tech, or is it still just something that's on paper and uh, promised as a benefit, but really non-existent? <laughs> yeah. So in this regard, I think that even though now we are in a historical period where, uh, as you see, says, like probably uh, the promises done uh, do not correspond to the reality. I go back to what I said before then. Uh, I think that the, from a reputational perspective, uh, we will see the results in the long term because we are moving forward um, a company, company culture that really wants to create more, as I say, strong culture and also work-life balance. Right. And if the competition is like this, when the market will move and the recruiting and recruiting and the hires will grow, we will see more companies that will need to align to these new experiences the other company uh, wants to offer to their employees. So to give you an example, now, for example, there are staffing tokens to four days a week rather than five uh, days uh, working week. And so this is just a really simple example. If this is something that is gonna be implemented by many companies in the future, then even the companies that probably are more resistant, uh, they will need to adapt to this new way of working and new offerings to make sure to, uh, to bring on board uh, uh, the, the talent that they need for their organization. So it's something that we move with the market as well you know it's it's uh it's the offer between the demand and the offer of the organization at the end of the day so even if mm -hmm. you are a little bit hesitant uh, um, to move forward the 
at the end it's it's a, it's a health and wellness of the employees then probably one day the market will push you to do that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm actually convinced of um of the same thing and although the market looks really really bad at least when it comes to um, talent acquisition and employer branding at the moment i have a strong conviction that things are going to take up six months i don't know one year from now and then those companies who have managed to look into real benefits are the ones who are here to stay or who will be able to retain and attract more easily their employees but um you know just to to conclude our discussion for today i'm wondering if you can make a prediction with regards to the role to the function of employer branding because mm -hmm. In my experience so far as an employee and as a consultant, I've seen that it's oftentimes regarded as an annex either to marketing or to um, HR and, and recruitment. How long until it becomes a standalone function? Yeah, um, I believe employer branding has the potential to become a standalone function. Um, companies are recognizing the importance of the of employer branding, and, uh, and as such, many organizations are creating roles uh, for it um, that hopefully one day can translate to a standalone function, at least in the big companies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we may probably not see this happening in the small one, but in the more big one and structured one, uh, we may probably see uh, this, 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 this function to become a standalone one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have to, to mention here that the company for which I worked until uh, December, when when deciding to uh, to move to berlin and open an entire new hub in berlin they started by recruiting uh, an employer branding person well, me i was the one and it seems to me really it seemed to me really how how should i put it visionary and and different for for a company to actually understand that you need this function to be able to grow an entire hub they didn't in the end because they left germany altogether but but still, it's something that not many, many companies would have done. And to me, that was, well, that was the reason why I accepted to, to work for them. But unfortunately, it doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's also through the nature of the function. Uh, because I believe that because it's not, it's not a revenue gener generating one, mm -hmm. then, of course, uh, putting uh, um, you know budget the budget I think I think is yep. uh, is another big issue for employee branding yep. then putting in there the budget for the organization where they cannot see a clear return of informat mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. investment sorry about that may be hard that's right so probably this is the reason why also it's hard than uh, it's to become a standalone function but I hope in the future we will get there yeah. So do I. We'll be here to see and I will be here to monitor and uh, write about it. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe one day we will talk again. And uh, when we were discussing uh, an employee branding, maybe a standalone function, we may remember the whole days, hopefully. Exactly. exactly. Let's see how many years. Cool. Thank you so much, uh, Flavia, for, for talking to me today. I uh, wish you the best of luck in uh, your new adventure in the US and I uh, hope to uh, be in touch soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure.